Welcome to Stratfor's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Fred Burton. Emily Hawthorne, Stratfor's Middle East and North Africa analyst, is here with me today. Emily, what a week we've had. I know, it always is, Fred. So much has changed for the U.S. in the past few months, not least of which has been its role in Iraq. What's going on with the U.S. military presence in Iraq, Emily? So there's a lot happening right now um, in Iraq and Really, the U.S. is actively repositioning its military forces in Iraq right now. So it's moving from some of the bases where uh, some of those Iraqi bases where it's had forces for a long time and consolidating in others. The U.S. is still a leading part of the anti-Islamic state coalition there, um, which draws together a number of nations, forces from many different countries to fight the Islamic state militant group in Iraq. That's really the main reason there are U.S. forces still in Iraq in the first place. But there are some changes happening there. Um, and the U.S. has drawn down from three or four bases where it had a, a presence um, over several years. And there's also some operations and cooperation within that coalition being put on hold at the request of the Iraqi government. And uh, the reason that they cite is the risk of the spread of, of COVID-19 in bases. And then the second thing that's going on with U.S. military presence in Iraq is the U.S. is targeting Iran-backed Iraqi militias more intensively. Um, and that is also probably feeding into some of these uh, repositioning decisions um, because uh, there's some vulnerability there um, that U.S. forces face uh, to attack by uh, some of those Iraqi militias. Yeah, that's very interesting. How does Iran complicate the picture? So Iran has a lot of allies in Iraq, um, politically and militarily. It's also a really important source of electricity and energy for Iraq. So, you know, in the summer months especially, Iraq relies on imports, um, much of which comes from Iran, for its uh, domestic electricity supply. And Iran's allies really don't want the U.S. to be overly influencing the government in Baghdad, And there really are some positive and functional ties between the federal government in Baghdad Baghdad, and the U.S. government in Washington. But really, there's this ongoing struggle between the U.S. and Iran in the overall region. And it's really intensified on Iraqi soil, on political dimensions, as well as on military dimensions. Um, And it's making it harder and harder for the Baghdad government to maintain a relationship, a, a pragmatic relationship with both countries. Emily, I was in Iraq, it seems like a lifetime ago. And what does the U.S. want to achieve in Iraq? I think this is such an interesting question because I think it's up for discussion right now. Um, What the U.S. wants to achieve in Iraq uh, sort of ties in with this overall often unspoken question of what does the U.S. want to achieve in the Middle East at large? Counterterrorism initiatives are one clear priority that the U.S. has maintained for a long time. And the U.S. is uh, we have no signal that the U.S. is going to abandon fighting and, and counterterrorism initiatives in the region. But the question of what those are going to look like and how the U.S. is going to prioritize certain theaters over others, that's a big question right now. Another major uh, goal that the U.S. likely wants to achieve in Iraq, but it might be a shifting and changing one, is is countering and containing Iranian presence in in the overall region. Iraq, as we mentioned, is a place where Iran has a lot of political and security allies um, that work within 
or with the Iraqi government. It wants to maintain that. And the U.S. has a stated goal of trying to counter um, and contain Iranian influence in the region. That makes Iraq sort of a, a, a very important theater for the U.S. to try and push against that Iranian influence. What do you see happening next? There are several things to watch um, in the near term and over the longer term. In the near term, we're here uh, watching whether the Iraq government can form. Iraq has seen a number of uh, very serious anti-government demonstrations and uh, protests, and they were part of why the Iraqi prime minister resigned in October. Um, They have tried um, a couple of times to form a new government, um, and so that's one of the main things that that we have to watch is the formation of that government, who becomes prime minister, and what kind of relationship that prime minister is going to have with countries like the U.S. and countries like Iran. Then it's about watching how hardline the U.S. is on um, trying to get the Iraqi government to abide by Iran sanctions. That's another key point of contention between the U.S. and Iraq right now is the U.S. is trying to be more hardline on Um, any of those Iran sanctions. And then finally, we need to watch a meeting that's going to take place in June between the Iraqi and the U.S. governments to discuss, and this was just announced this week, that they're going to discuss the strategic framework agreement between the two governments. That is going to uh, really cover what is going to happen in terms of military cooperation between the two countries moving forward. So that's a really important meeting to watch in June um, for what the future of the U.S. and Iraq relationship is going to look like. Emily Hawthorne is Stratfor's Middle East and North Africa analyst. Emily, thanks for another great conversation. Thank you, Fred. Emily Hawthorne is just one of the thinkers here at Stratfor helping people navigate these tricky times. Individuals and businesses are turning to Stratfor as a trusted source of information. I encourage you to check us out. There's a special rate for podcast listeners, stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Fred Burton, and thank you for listening.